many of you guys who are coming here, and this is your first Sunday that you've ever been here. We count that as something that we take that very serious here at Hope City. We're thankful for you. And, and we just want you to know that we, we don't just take these Sunday morning celebrations lightly, but this is the highlight of our week. We want you to live in such a way through Monday through Saturday that the only thing that you can do on Sunday is come celebrate the God that created all of your events throughout the week. Sound like a good deal? That's what we did last night. We, we lived in such a way where we had to come here this morning and celebrate. It's a privilege to be a part of what God is doing. Like We've not calculated, we've not come up with some kind of game plan. We've got, not got even really a lot of next steps of what God is getting ready to do in our lives and in this ministry and in this church. We just want to say that it is an honor. And, and we just sometimes want to say thank you, God, for allowing us to be a part of your movement because this is not some calculated event that human beings have created. Like It is an honor and a privilege to be a part of what God is doing in our midst. And if you've never looked at it that way, I just want to just make it very clear for you this morning that there is nothing that you have done that is allowing you to be a part of what God is doing all in this community. Like, there's not one of us that are good enough. There's not one of us that has lived in such a way where we are pure and justified on our own to be a part of what God is doing. You see, for me to even say thank you, God, for allowing us to be a part of your movement is a gross understatement because human words are not even powerful enough for what God is allowing us to be a part of. I truly believe that there is a great separation that is upon us. And this great separation, I think, that is going to one of these days separate the people who have just surrendered everything to Jesus. God, whatever you want me to do, God, whoever you want me to be, God, wherever you want me to go, hey, God, I'm there, and I'm all in. And I trust you that you have my best intentions to advance your kingdom. And so no matter what it takes, God, I'm all in. And you see, I think the separation is coming because I know that there are a lot of people who, who just raise their hand to Jesus because the alternative is pretty scary. And I know that a lot of scriptures talk about that the day is coming that where things will be separated. You see, the great separation, I believe God is looking for some of us, and He is in the midst of doing it, and He is showering us with His Holy Spirit, His presence, and His power. Guys, I've seen the groundswell of people who are willing to step out in faith and do things that I've not seen many people do. I believe that the groundswell is so great that there's coming a day when we're going to see God move through people in ways that generations have never seen. I see that there are young people. I see that there are old people, and they are hungering and longing for more of God's presence than I've ever seen. And so I have no idea what God has in store for us. But for those of us who want to know and to be more like Jesus and long for His power, I just want to say to you this morning, get ready, because I don't even think that we've seen the iceberg, much less the tip of it. I have no idea what's in store next. 
But I do know this, to give us comfort, God cannot go against his nature, and God's nature is very good. Amen? I can't wait. But here's the thing I need to say this morning. We're sort of tying up some loose ends to this Holy Spirit series. God's been doing some amazing things. Starting some beautiful direction next week with just who is Hope City. So this morning, it's not like we're closing the box and we're going to store the Holy Spirit away. No, we're going to continue to have Him reign free on us and whatever He asks us to do and to go, we're going to do it. But this morning, I need to let you know that there's something that we all have to understand here, no matter where you are in this journey. The most serious thing about this is this morning I need you to know that God has not opened up the floodgates of heaven on us. God has not given us His favor and His presence and His power. The Holy Spirit is not upon us so that we can advance our kingdom. You see, the Holy Spirit is not here so your kingdom and agenda can be pushed. The Holy Spirit of God has not been unleashed on this community through many of you so that Hope City can become famous. So that we can push the name of Hope City. We are not here gathering in His presence, understanding that His power is great so that our kingdom is known. You see, there's one reason and one reason only that God is allowing His presence to move amongst us. And that is so that the kingdom of God can be made very famous. You see, the kingdom of God is what all of this is about. Just a couple weeks ago, we were as a staff, honored as a staff of Hope City. We were honored at a convention. We were honored through the Wesleyan Church. We were honored because as a church plant, that's what we are, a new church of three years old, we have seen amazing growth and we have seen amazing numbers in salvations and we've seen amazing numbers in baptisms. We've seen God do some amazing things through this place. I started to check myself over those past couple of weeks because my picture is put out there. My name is put out there. And I had to check my heart and ask myself this. If some other church was doing what we're doing and they're advancing the kingdom of God, if we're seeing other churches that are growing the kingdom by salvations and people being baptized, would I be as excited as I am today if some other church was doing it? I think we have to even take it a little bit further for a gut check here this morning. I'm thankful to be a part of this. But one of these days, there's going to be some other person with this microphone and even my position. I'd like to think that I had a few good years left in me. When I'm no longer standing here with this microphone and the title that I carry, am I going to be just as excited about the kingdom of God being advanced as I am today? 
See, listen, church. The Holy Spirit hasn't empowered us to exalt our name or to push our name forward. The Holy Spirit is falling on us and speaking to us and changing us so that we, as God's chosen people, can be the vessels that He uses to share the name of Jesus and to advance His kingdom. And that's the only reason His Holy Spirit is filling us today. And so we better be very careful that the attention never comes towards us. This is about His kingdom and about His kingdom only. This morning we're going to compare two men in Scripture. One of them you may have heard of, his name's Paul. The other one, well, if you dig into Scripture around Acts chapter 8, you find a guy by the name of Simon. Now Simon, just for the simplest of terms, Simon was a magician. He was a person who traveled around and he did magic and he did some wild things and and people were amazed and, and they started to follow him. And we'll just pick up in Acts chapter 8 here this morning. And and it says this about halfway through the ninth verse. It's talking about Simon. It says that Simon, he, he boasted that he was someone great. And so what I want to do is I want to just throw the first flag up here this morning. And you're sitting there and maybe this stuff is all new to you. But maybe you're sitting there and you know that the Holy Spirit of God, His presence, He's been speaking to you and He's starting to transform your desires. He's starting to transform your heart. You're doing things and saying things that you've never done before. And it's not you. That is God's presence doing that through you. And you're starting to notice that some things and maybe even some people are starting to gather around you and they're wanting you. They're like, can you pray over me? There may be some of us sitting here this morning and the Holy Spirit of God has filled you and you hear God say things to you and He says things like, hey, I need you to go speak to that gentleman in that booth over there and you just simply need to tell him that I am real and that I love him. And you're starting to prophesy over people. I know that sometimes freaks some of us out in church, but listen, the Holy Spirit that was around in the early part of Acts doing these amazing things. He's not gone and had any kind of transformation. He's the same Holy Spirit back then as He is today. His nature does not change. His acts do not change. And He still speaks to people. And He may be speaking to some of us today. And He may be saying, you need to go tell this person and whatever He tells you, you need to go do it. You see, there's going to be some great things that God is going to do through many of your lives. And it's not to exalt you, but it is simply to exalt God's kingdom. But what's going to happen is you're going to start to do some crazy things. And crazy things are going to start happening because you acted in obedience. I'll tell you a story of me and my friend, um, me and Pastor Bradley. He's my brother-in-law. We hang out quite a bit. And we were in Winston having lunch one day. And all of a sudden, just out of the blue, God said to me that our waitress, you need to go speak to her. And you need to tell her that she is okay if she takes her mask off. Like, where did that come from? It wasn't even close to being Halloween. But that's what God said to me. 
He said that to me as clear as I'm speaking to you. I just, I've just gotten in the habit of doing what God tells me to do. And so I did it. I just went off to the side and, and I talked to her and I said, listen, it's, I don't know if you're going to be weirded out by this and I'm not stalking you and I promise you I don't want your phone number. Um, but listen, God has just told me that it's okay if you take off your mask. She starts bawling while well, I left. When people cry, I sort of leave. I did. I went straight to the car. have no clue. What happened next? About a month later, we go back to our same restaurant. Sure enough, she's still there, and I I just had to ask her. I said, can you just tell me what in the world God was trying to say to you that morning? She said this, I've been clean from cocaine for about six months. And she said, I was having one of the worst days I've had in six months, and until you came up to say that, I had already had my game plan out how I was going to leave work and I was going to go get some cocaine and get high. And she said, you said that to me. And I immediately called my sister and told her what you said. And I did not go get high that afternoon. You see, and that's praise to God, because he's using us. And I don't want you to be weirded out, but that's the Holy Spirit, and that's what he's wanting to do. Because there's some people in your life that are not going to be able to hear audibly from God unless you speak up in their life. But I want to tell you something, when those things happen, you better not take the glory from it. You see, Simon, the magician, he was doing some amazing things. And it says this just here, and it says that he boasted that he was someone great. This is just a side note for our church, and as we continue to get older, and who knows what the future holds for us. There are some amazing men and women that lead this church. I mean, like men and women that I follow, who challenge me, who teach me. But there's not one person that leads this church that's worth following. And it's time to run for the exit doors when anyone stands here and says that we are something great. See, God's put in me His Holy Spirit, and I know it's His Holy Spirit because arrogance is one of the greatest turnoffs. This movement of God is going to be flamed, and the flames are going to grow rampant because there are a lot of humble people who understand who they are in Jesus Christ. And there is no arrogance in the kingdom of God. Simon boasted about how great he was. It goes on in verse 10. Here Simon's going on and it says, All the people, both high and low, they gave their attention and they exclaimed, This man is the divine power known as the great power. Verse 11, it says, They followed him because he had amazed them for a long time with his magic. You see, Simon, he's standing there, and one day, Philip, a man of God, starts to speak the gospel. And Philip, he, he's speaking it in such a powerful way that Simon, he's moved. 
Simon is attracted to the Holy Spirit that Philip is, is speaking. And one day Simon knows that there's something different about this man and, and he finds out that it's about Jesus Christ and, and it says that he believed what Philip was saying. Not only did he believe him, but he went the next step and, and this Simon the sorcerer got baptized. And if the story stopped right there, we would be able to say, you know what, that's a win. Let's mark that one down in our record book. Salvation check, baptism check, because that's what we're supposed to do, right? If we stop right there, the story ends there. It's a home run for Philip and the kingdom of God. But you see, there's always more to the story. You're sitting right there today, and then there's some surface-level things going on in your life, but there's always more to the story. You may have cleaned it up and got it all shiny to come to church this morning, but there's more to the story. And that was the case with Simon. On the surface, it looked great. It sounded wonderful. The actions were pure. But the intentions of Simon's heart were anything but. See, the story continues. And along come two men by the name of Peter and John. And they are so full of the Holy Spirit, God has given them a gift of discernment. And, and, and Simon starts to come and ask some questions, and he sees all of these amazing things of God taking place. But, but Peter and John know that Simon's heart is selfish. His intentions are not pure. And this isn't just me being judgmental. This actually is said in Acts chapter 8, verse 18. It says, when Simon the magician, when Simon saw that the Holy Spirit was given at the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money. Verse 19, and he said, give me also this ability so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. You see, Simon... And his intentions were focused solely on what the Holy Spirit of God could do for him. They were selfish intentions and motives. He wanted to add another trick to his show. He wanted to maybe add a little more to his bottom line because if the Holy Spirit is doing this, maybe I will even gain more of a following. I will become more powerful and more people will follow me. Listen, I love... Peter and John's reaction. I think we can learn something from this in the church. It's okay to be harsh sometimes. I think in the church we just tiptoe around because we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings. How about this? May you and your money perish with you. Now that's not a good message, so we sort of try to just go quickly by that when we're trying to do this building Hope City thing. Like, No, your money's not going to perish with you, okay? I promise you. Fill out that blue card and you're going to be all right. But that's what Peter and John said to them because they knew the intentions of his heart. They knew that he was selfish and he only wanted the Holy Spirit and his power to gain for himself. So may you and your money perish with you, Simon. Yeah, how about this this morning? Right here in this place, in God's presence. Hey, God, search my heart. Know my intentions. Because that's where I've been over the last couple of weeks. If someone else wins, am I okay with it? 
If the kingdom of God is advanced, am I okay if I'm not a part of it? If some other church starts to grow more, am I okay with it? If someone does greater things than I, am I okay with it? Some of us might not like the answer that we give. That's the motives of our heart. Like, God, why do I long for more of your presence? Is it so that I can become famous, or is it truly because there are lost people dying and going to hell, and I am not enough for them, so God, I need you? It's okay to be honest with yourself. There's not a person in here who's got it all together. I know the first step in this journey towards true freedom and understanding who you are in Jesus Christ, it has to begin with us being honest. There's another guy, and we'll just compare real quickly here this morning. There's this guy by the name of Paul. Some of you probably heard him. He wrote most of the New Testament. But, but he longed for the presence of the Holy Spirit for a totally different reason than Simon the magician. And I just want you to listen to the contrast of what's getting ready to take place. And it comes from Acts chapter 20. So just flip over a couple of pages. And we've got the Apostle Paul real quick. He's gathered the elders of the church of Ephesus. He's like, I need to speak to them, so go get them and bring them to me. i got something I need to say to them real quickly. And so his crowd, his audience right here, is probably a small group of wonderful men who were leading the Ephesus church. And so he speaks to them and he says this, I am a man of God, and I have been praying about this for quite some time, and here's what the Holy Spirit of God has said to me. We pick up in Acts chapter 20, verse 22. He says, and now I'm compelled by the Spirit, and I'm going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Can I just say this real quickly? There's some of us in this room, and we're at this very point. Like, God, I'm in my journey with you. I I know you love me. But, God, I don't understand why some of these things continue to happen to me. Like, how come my relationships aren't repaired? God, how come I'm not prospering in my job? How come I continue to see people who are doing a lot worse things than me continuing to be advanced? God, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, why is this happening? You see, some of us in this room, we're going through some hardships and struggles, and and we literally may be down on one of these low points of our life, and we think to ourselves, I must have done something wrong. Like, I must have taken a left when God told me to take a right, because I know what I've been told is that when I obey God, everything just happens to come together, and it works, and it smells good, and it feels good, and everything is to my benefit. So God, what is going on? Can I just say that there may be some of you here today, and you may be being totally obedient to what God is saying. And your life may be harder and tougher right now than it ever has been before. You see, God's not mad at you, and he's not out to get you. No, he trusts you, and he's teaching you something. And he's showing you something about yourself that you would have never understood if it wasn't for this moment. But not only is he showing you something about yourself in this moment, he is showing you something about himself and how good he is. You see, Paul says, 
Guys, I'm going to Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit is leading me, and I have no idea what's next. Paul says, verse 23, I only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. See, the Holy Spirit of God is not here on this earth embodying us so that we can prosper, so that we are propelled higher. It's not here. He's not here so that we can have the easy way. The only way that the Holy Spirit is concerned with, and that's God's way, And so just because you run up against a trial or a wall or maybe even a no does not mean that that is not God leading you in that direction. The Holy Spirit of God is doing one thing, even if it's in your life or my life or the life of this church, no matter how hard it becomes, He's doing one thing, and that is advancing the kingdom of God. That's it. How can this guy do this? Like you may be sitting beside someone today who is filled with the Holy Spirit and they're doing things that you just are jealous of. Like there's no way I could take this step of faith. How in the world do people do this? How did Paul do this? And the answer is so simple. It's actually given to us in the 24th verse. If you're looking in your Bible, you're looking on the screen. This is the key to it all, church. He says, I consider my life worth nothing to me. If only I may finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the gospel of God's grace. You see, so many times, even in acting of obedience, we always try to calculate the outcome for ourselves. How about if we can get to this point, and I am longing to be here as well. How about if we can ever get to the point where we say, God, no matter what, hey, God, no matter what, like, I don't care how bad it hurts. I don't care how much you ask me to sacrifice. I don't care how much you tell me to give. I don't even care where you tell me to go. God, no matter what, God, have your way. this life it's not about me what I do how well I preach or how poorly I preach how poorly I lead or how great I lead my family how I do whatever it doesn't matter because it's not about me the only thing I long for God is that I can be a part of your movement and advancing your kingdom Paul said, I consider my life worth nothing. I study sometimes in different Bible translations, and I hope that's okay, because this morning I want to read just this passage as a whole from the message translation. It'll be on the screen. You can follow it. Some of you have your phones, and you can flip there real quickly. But here's what it says, what we just read about Paul from the message. It says this. 
He said, but there is another urgency before me now. I feel compelled to go to Jerusalem. Here's where it gets really good. I'm completely in the dark about what will happen when I get there. I do know that it won't be any picnic. For the Holy Spirit has let me know repeatedly and clearly that there are hard times and imprisonment ahead, but that matters little. What matters most to me is to finish what God started, the job the Master Jesus gave me of letting everyone I meet know all about this incredibly extravagant generosity of God. too long i think we've understood that the holy spirit is for here and he's here to fill us so that you and i can be holier than now like i think that's been the goal of the church is that we are going to be holier than now the holy spirit is not here filling us so that we can perform better than the person we're sitting beside he's not here that we even perform better than our neighbor's I think our top priority cannot be, God, please fill me with your power and your presence so I can have more wisdom and knowledge than anyone around me. See, because if we're wanting the Holy Spirit so that we can look better than anyone else, we're no different than Simon. Our intentions are so selfish. And I think what's going to happen if we ever fall that way, you see, God's just going to go find another group of people who are radically obedient and long for His Holy Spirit and His power and to be a part of His movement, who have pure intentions to edify and glorify the kingdom. Church, please hear me. I don't want to miss it. Because I've seen God move. And I want more of what He has in store, not for us, but for His kingdom. I'm just going to ask you, if you would, just bow your head. This is time this morning that I'm just going to ask you just to hear God speak. Because there's some of us in this room and, and the Holy Spirit is filling us and He's asking us. Like he longs to fill you and to move you because there are people in your life today that need to know that Jesus loves them. And you're needing to act in obedience like you didn't think humanly possible. And in your heart, you're, you're crying, no way. God, no way. But in your spirit, the Holy Spirit is saying, yes. I've chosen you for this. So here's what I want to do. I'm not going to make this a delay and I'm not going to drag this out, but there are people sitting here this morning in this place of worship and you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God is placing someone on your mind right now and you are the one that needs to go and show them and share with them that Jesus Christ 
died for them and he loves them and he's wanting to change their life. And you are the one that God is calling to go and do that with blank. And you know who blank is. There may be some of you and it's your mother. But if that's you today, I'm going to ask you, would you just stand? That you know God has called you to speak the gospel into someone. Would you just stand? I don't know why God's laid this on my mind because no one stood in the first service. But I know that I've got to be obedient. There's someone and you're wrestling with a call to go start your ministry or your church. So that's how it started for me. Back in 2010, God just asked me if I was ready and I had no clue for what. But I've just continued to act in obedience and I've seen God blow my mind along the way. And I wasn't trained. I didn't have the skills. I didn't know what was next. But I just simply said to God, I said, God, if you're with me, I'll go wherever. And so there may be some of you here today and you're wrestling with a call to go start a church. I think you're in the right place to get started. If that's you, I'm just going to ask you to stand. in this room possibly again I'm, I'm not always right but I know he is and you have been wrestling with a call because you, God has called you and he said to you I'm ready for you to leave home I'm ready for you to leave I'm ready for you to go to another country and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and you may not even know what that country is but you feel God calling you out of this place Here's the deal. If that's you, I just want you to stand. You don't even know what's next. But you know that he's called you. all over this place and what I need right now and because this is going to get a little bit we're going to move around is that okay if we move around in church thank you hey let the little children come right let's, let's loosen up a little bit prayer warriors I just need you to find someone if you're sitting, seated and, and you just feel led to go and pray for someone I just need every person that's standing I need them to have a hand upon them pray for them. Just move. If you're here and you can pray for someone, just move. where community comes into play because there's a stranger that may be praying for you right now but after today they're no longer a stranger 
And some of us in this place, we feel so alone. Like that we're the only ones going through this. Listen, if you need to open your eyes and look around, we're all going through this. You're not alone. I don't care what anyone tells you. But God is at work. you're here today and you stood up for any reason and nobody is praying for you, just lift your hand. I need a prayer warrior over here on the left, on my on your, on the right. Yeah, I'm so confused right now. I don't even know where I'm at. I need somebody up here. God, my prayer is just this. For every single person, I know the prayers are going up and you're hearing every one of them. Hey, God, our prayer is powerful, but it's also scary. God, with the purest intentions and with our minds set on the kingdom, God, have your way. Have your way. God, have your way. And when my way starts to creep in, God, let me know. God, have your way. God, may your kingdom be glorified. May it be edified. May it be lifted up. And may it always be present on the forefront of our mind. God, have your way. Because we're going to make this promise, God, declaration to you right now. No matter where, no matter what, we're going to give you everything we've got. Jesus, we love you. And it's in your name that we pray these things. And the church said, and amen. Let's give God praise for what he's doing right now, church. we got to celebrate because this is worth celebrating.